once again, you're eating. <laughs> it is delicious. It's that same bar, you guys, that Special K bar. It's got Special K <laughs> and, like, marshmallow cream, and then it's topped okay. with some chocolate. <laughs> Mm, anyway, I love it. I eat it for lunch every day. <laughs> probably why I'm not that healthy. So nobody copy me. It's it's good though, but it's gross. It's bad. Yeah. It's good, but it's bad. You mm-hmm. know what you know what that's like, right, people? Most things. Mm-hmm. So today we're gonna go big. We're gonna go big. We're gonna go big. We're gonna go we're real gonna big. Dive in, we're, gonna, baby. we're gonna get kind of personal. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scoot a little closer. Yes. yes. <laughs> We're snuggling by oh, the We mic. are. Our heads are touching. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. Okay, so intimacy within relationships, all types of relationships. Familial. Friendship. Mm-hmm. Partner, partner. Sexual. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Intimacy. I do not talk about my personal life at Ula very much, actually. Mm. When do I ever talk about Rob or my sex life? Well, I, I feel nervous. Sex life. <laughs> Hello, class. Let's begin. <laughs> I'd like to talk about my sex life today. But I feel like even in, like, retreats and stuff, like... Yeah. I, but I will no. say that location we talked about sex, and it was like, oh, yeah, of course, this is what girls sit around and do. We talk about sex, so why wouldn't we do that? In Ula, and honestly, why wouldn't we talk about this in a podcast? And so, sex is a big part of life. Like it is so, a big part some of, of the women brought up and on Ulacation that that you know sex is a big part of life, and that obviously it's a normal thing that we would want to talk about. It makes sense. Oh yeah, for sure. So today's the day we're doing it. Oh boy, we're going for it. Mm, got one more sip of my water here. <laughs> Clear your, wet your whistle. Wet little. my whistle before I dive into this topic. All right, so maybe we should start with um, just general intimacy and I think why it is, in my opinion, the number one most important thing to making healthy relationships. Well, and, our, and meaningful. Yes. Our last podcast kind of ended on the importance. Well, sort two of, podcasts ago. Two podcasts ago ended on the importance of relationships. Hashtag friendship. Hashtag, and we also talked about it this last time, too, the importance of relationship. And oh, totally. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Sorry. So um, it, relationship, of course, is a very integral part of our lives as humans. We're mm-hmm. social creatures. And so... And in order to have a deep relationship, we really need intimacy. You have to have it. Mm-hmm. You really do. And I and we're not just talking about sexual intimacy. No, we're talking about friendship intimacy. I know. I feel um, very, very intimate with many of my friends. Mm-hmm. I do too. And I bet there are several of you listening out there who feel more intimate with your friends than your partners. A very good point. So intimacy can come in many forms, but I do think it's a very important piece to really meaningful and solid uh, attachments and relationships. Oh, yes. Is attachment the wrong word? I know attachment gets kind of like a bad rap sometimes. Well, it's kind it? of a buzzword in it is the a mental buzzword. health community in terms of I know. childhood attachment. But obviously attachment comes up throughout our lives, you know. Because we attach, hopefully, 
successfully, sometimes unsuccessfully to the sure. people that birth us or to the people that raise us. But then it come, it raises its head again when we enter relationship. Yes. I think sure. so. I think yeah. that's kind of an appropriate word to use. Okay. Whether as a friendship or a partner relationship, some of our attachment issues are going to um, come up in that process. But I feel like the thing with attachment, it almost, and again, I'm not a therapist, but it Thank goodness. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd mess all you up. <laughs> we just want one. You don't want too many crazy people out there. But in, in a way, attachment sounds like it's almost um, one-sided or that one side, it, or it's like, is am I wrong in thinking mm. that? Because like, I feel like a healthy attachment for a child is to its mother, but the mother needs to have her healthy attachment be maybe to someone else, not her child, because doesn't that create weird stuff? No, she can have both. She can have both. As long as we're not thinking of attachment as, like, um, dependence. Dependence. Right. We're okay, okay, okay. Right. But I think sometimes we think about this attachment as dependence. Maybe that's just me and my brain, how I think about sometimes attachment, but I'm like... And it can get confused It can that get confused. Mm-hmm. But don't you think real intimacy is, is almost like an... A meeting in the middle. Yes. It's equal. It's equal. And I think that's what's really important. Because sometimes in different friendships or relationships, you can notice, maybe some of you guys have experienced this. I certainly have. Where it's like one person has the role of being the supporter Mm -hmm. all the time. And the other one is like the role that comes to the other person for that that support or that. Yes. And it's almost like there's this inequality of where the then this of person power yeah almost. almost any inequality of power but also the person who is like the support system i don't think that they have always have equal opportunity for that level of maybe intimacy or vulnerability mm-hmm. because they may feel like they need to be the strong one and they're the caregiver and they're the caregiver mm-hmm. yeah and i don't know i mean again I don't know. I'm not the expert here, but that almost seems like it's not long-term sustaining and healthy for both individuals. Probably not, unless both individuals really want to be the caregiver role and the sort of child role. Because then I think about you and me. Like, I definitely come to you for advice more than you come to me. Yeah, but I don't feel like you depend on me. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not like all, can you help me today because I can't find my sock. You know, right. something like that. I think it's more, and and I I feel like we have a very good interplay of um, maybe you might come for advice, but then we have an interplay of information back and forth, like right. blah 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 blah. And I and I go to you for advice too. You just don't need it as much as I do. Yeah, not I think in, that's maybe not at this time in my life, but that sure. might be different in five years or something sure. like that. Whatever, yeah. but yeah, yeah. But that's a very good point, Kaylee, because I think. In our relationship, it doesn't feel like there's a, a, a support in, an inequality a, of a power. person who feels like they are. Yes, exactly. Right. I don't feel put upon by you, or almost like I need to lead you, or you know what yeah. I mean. Where I think you do, and that happens throughout our lives, where you have these sort of inequalities of power, where maybe you're the caregiver and and someone's more the person coming to you for support. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Oh, here it comes. Okay, well, I, here's just an again. I have so many questions and very few answers. So here's my question: Does that caregiver, because they feel like they have to be the strong one, is the relationship unequal because they? 
feel it would be almost dangerous to show their insecurities and vulnerabilities because it seems like it could throw the other person off to be like, wait, but you're my strong person. So exactly. you can't show me your weakness because then it's going to bring the whole thing down. Yes. And you might even try as a caregiver to, sh- to share inequalities or weakness. And then you get the feedback from the other partner and they're like, whoa, whoa, it's whoa. not safe. Yeah, it's not safe. Or you're mad at me. Or you're mad. Or sure. they, so that there's a weird versus a, an equal friendship or a relationship. The response is more like, what? Mm-hmm. You're feeling what? Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's a, a basic interplay back and forth. So let's say we have two functioning, like mentally healthy adults mm-hmm. who want to enter into an intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. Like what? As you, a friendship? Yeah. As a, we'll, 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 let's start we'll with ease friendship. into this. <laughs> as a friendship, like what do you think the, the, the recipe is that and I know we kind of touched on this in our hashtag friendship, but I think you and I actually had different answers in that in that episode. Oh yeah, we did have different answers. But what do you think makes like a, a two adults? So like, I think it's really I think so many people that I've heard um, after college, it's really hard to make good friends. Mm-hmm. So if you're craving intimacy within a friendship um, relationship, how how do, how do you think we do that? Well, I think it's the, you know, it's just the the coming together of two individuals who have common, either common goals or common interests or mm-hmm. um, some commonality that joins them. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of understanding, that give and take back and forth. So you start a relationship, of course, building trust and building rapport mm-hmm. with each well, other. Well, and, and, and for some people, that can take so long because I have... Friends who have deep, serious trust issues, and it has taken a really long time to get quote unquote intimate with them. Exactly. Because they don't trust it. Mm-hmm. And they have that history of. But you felt engaged enough to continue to pursue it. Yes. With those people. Yes. Yeah, so that's good. So sometimes, of course, you're going to meet people and it's going to be like, uh oh, that's a lot of work. Right. Um, and you might be like, mm, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You just don't have the energy. Or there's some, almost something missing where you're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But certain people are like, this is going to be worth it for me. Yeah. I'm going to keep trying. And I also feel like I'm drawn to people who bring out the parts of me that are missing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. In a way. Like, for example, I feel so comfortable around, like, really goofy people. Like, a goofy personality type is one of my favorites because I feel like... I I don't have like a like a, the goofiness isn't my dominant quality, mm-hmm. but I love when I'm around somebody who brings that out of me. Like I feel so, I almost feel better about who I am when I'm around these people because I'm like I love how I feel when I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I also think that there's this like this like oh very um, nice so missing uh, for looking for missing yeah, puzzle pieces missing puzzle pieces you know or like, yeah the like the missing element mm-hmm. to be like oh. This person and I kind of create this like full, this full thing yeah, together. Yeah, picture. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Ever? I do feel that way because I like someone that's like, because I want to be lazy sometimes. Like most of the time I'm like, I just want to go home and watch TV. Maybe. Whatever you never do. But I feel that, I know, maybe I do Last night I was the one texting you, hey, what was that show we used to watch? Because I wanted to see if they had another show. Oh, I know. And it. I forgot to ask Mike about that. It's okay. Anyway, I told, I almost remember it, but I can't right now. Um, Anyways. But I do feel that way that, you know, I want someone that's like, 
like pushing that wants to enhance the parts of my personality that I really want to grow. Yes. Which is kind of that growth part that, you know, always looking for knowledge. Like what's the next step? Like, who am I? Mm -hmm. Who are you? Mm -hmm. Um, why do you think we, why do you think with some people we can feel intimate sooner? Like, you know how sometimes you, and I'm, again, we just got back from Ulocation, but there were like some people on the trip that I immediately, it's like, I just feel so like, and maybe comfortable, comfortable is different than intimate, but I think you have to feel comfortable with a person to get to that place of intimacy quicker. You do. At least for me. Rapport. Rapport. You need rapport. But also energy. Like, I feel, I feel safe around certain people's energy, you know? And so there's certain people on the trip that it's like, I don't know, that I just was like, oh, I feel so safe and comfortable around you. And oftentimes my, my inclination is to just snuggle them. Oh, how weird. But again, it's so Like, like Chantel, are you listening? I don't know if you are, but I just always wanted to like hug you in uh, uh, in Baja like I just wanted to like I don't know you just Absorb have this uh, this effect on me where mm-hmm. it's just like I just feel like very much like I want to be like near you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always love because I always get first impressions and I'm usually wrong <laughs> no I'm mean, not wrong not. but I, I get you know I'm more like well oh, maybe you know I go right for the people that I'm comfortable with sometimes mm-hmm. but I love how I'm surprised like, as the days progressed, certain people grew on me. Like, people oh, sure. I didn't anticipate. And then yeah. I'm like, I love Feeling her. that connection or that intimacy. Yeah, like, where maybe initially I didn't. Like, yes. who knows? Because I have, you know, I'm kind of closed in the beginning. But then as I... But you're very nice. You don't but I'm seem very friendly. Closed. No, I'm not. I don't seem closed. I hope I don't. But that's just my own personal fears coming up there, too, in the beginning. But I'm always surprised by the people at the end where I'm like, oh my God, I love her. I never, I don't think I would have thought that I would love her that much. Yes. And you know what's interesting is like, I consider myself a powerful female. Mm-hmm. But I'm not always drawn to powerful females. No. I, it's like almost like that whole yin and yang thing. Like I, you know, the dominant traits of myself aren't always the the qualities in somebody else that I'm seeking. Mm-hmm. Or that make me feel like, ha. Huh. And I wonder if there's something to that. I wonder if we, we are, we're like, equilibrium is something that I feel like this planet is constantly searching for. So why would we believe that we as humans are any different than that? Don't you think that there's also this element of seeking this balance in relationship? Yes, I totally Balance agree and with equilibrium. That. Mm-hmm. And sometimes our, like, best friends or our closest people can be very different from us because they add, they, they create a balance. Mm-hmm. I think there has to be some similarity. Well, definitely. A little bit similarity. De- because I think about you, like you and I are very similar. So maybe my theory is bunk. We are very similar, but with different um, gifts, I think, mixed in. Yes. Like you're kind of powerful and passionate and driven, um, which I can be too. Right. But I come across as, as more goofy or funny. Sure. Um, sure. And you're drawn to the drivenness in me, and I'm drawn to the goofiness in you. Yes, right. Honestly. Because, well, you also have goofiness in you. I have goofiness, but it requires somebody else to bring to it out. To draw it out. And I am driven. Yes. But I need someone else that's like, it's okay. Yeah, let's you do this. You can work till let's midnight go. or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't mind sure. that you like. Because it's not like it's a problem. I like doing that. It makes right. me happy. But it's right. nice to have someone that's like, supports that 
part of yes. my personality. And I think a huge part of intimacy is honesty. And I don't yes. think you can fully get to true and honest and real intimacy. You can get to a false sense of intimacy, mm-hmm. absolutely. For sure. But I don't think you can get to true intim- intimacy unless both parties or however many parties are involved in this relationship are honest. There has to be a degree of honesty. Yeah. Like a strong degree, I would say. And I think that gets difficult over time. Well, I think you're right. And maybe it's because people have more and more and more situations in their life that teach them it's not safe to trust. Mm -hmm. Or that teach them it's not okay to be totally yourself around other people. Mm -hmm. That they've been hurt. Yes. And Do you think over, that's why? I think that's. Just, I think that's. I think that's right. And and I think over time you get more and more intimate. Like in the beginning, you have this sort of like quick intimacy. Like in Mexico, you are lucky because you know we're just there for five days, just us, just twenty four women. So there's this very you you drop right in pretty quickly into this sense of intimacy. I think that oh, we're totally. together in in the middle of the Sonoran Desert, as I'd mentioned before, on this beautiful beach. We're together and we drop into this intimacy, which is so good for people like me who have boundaries. Like, oh my goodness, here we go. Like, we're in. But the thing about... for me, I'm like, I'm trying to keep it light. It's a new location. And then they drop down and I'm like, oh my God, yes, they want to go there. (laughs) (laughs) But the challenge for me is long-term relationship. Oh, okay. Don't you think? Maintaining. Maintaining. Yes. Because it gets challenging because, of course... You see the person probably frequently over time. You see more of their flaws. You see their flaws. You see them make mistakes. Mm. Um, And so there is a sort of challenge of like, are you going to meet them with your honesty? Yes, I think that's such a good point. Are we going to negotiate? In our relationship, when you do something that hurts me or bothers me or, or, you know, triggers me or whatever, are we able, are we intimate enough that we can talk about this stuff? That we can negotiate that. Yeah, or or am I just going to be like, or am I just going to put my boundary up and be like, that didn't feel good. This isn't right. Exactly. I don't feel safe or I don't trust this intimacy. Yeah. And I think that that's a really, that's a really big, big piece. Oh, that's a huge piece, I think, in terms of long-term relationship. Long-term. So now let's take someone, for example, let's say someone's been, you know, living alone for the last 30 years of their life. How difficult is it for them to then find intimacy like I think that that would be a very challenging situation so I think about you know some of the maybe older people that I know that who who aren't married oh and then thinking about okay well if they want to find intimacy it seems like a pretty big hurdle oh yeah to jump over oh yeah and so much work too like I'm sure they're like well so much work so much work because of course in any intimate relationship there's always going to be challenge there's always going to be disappointment. There's yes. always going to be some heartbreak and misunderstanding. That's mm-hmm. just how relationships go. Nothing wrong with but that. But I think what they've taught themselves for so long is that they can take care of themselves. They yes. can take care of themselves. And, and I, I think, don't want to deal with heartbreak. Exactly. I've been doing this for 30 years, and yeah. I really don't want to feel that way. Absolutely. I really don't want to. Yes. Yes. And there's a part of of that situation where they're like, for survival, they needed to know that they didn't have to rely on anyone else. And I think another key aspect of intimacy is admitting that we need each other. We do need each other. We're social creatures. And I think that you can you can definitely survive and maybe you can thrive 
alone. But you have to find your intimacy in other ways. Yes. If you don't have an intimate partner, you have to have, I feel like, intimate friendships. I would hope. Intimate relationships. You know, yeah. I don't I don't feel like intimacy has to come in the form of a partner. No, no, no. But no, I think no. intimacy in general needs to be a, a big part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, of course, there are a handful of individuals that, and they're unusual, but they don't they don't need intimacy per se. Do they not, though? Or is I mean, that a lie to themselves? I don't know. Or maybe they just taught themselves from a very young age that humans are just not to be trusted. And yes. So I'll be a research scientist here alone in my lab, and I'm very happy. Oh, sure. But yes. then maybe they are intimate with their lab or with the work that they're doing. Yeah. Do you know what I'm so saying? So they're finding that intimacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what, for whatever reason, or maybe they have a personality type that just says, you know, maybe humans aren't safe. But hopefully they find it in in some other means. Yeah, I don't think it has to be with a partner. Mm-mm. I don't think so either. I, d- I don't. Like, I don't, but I do feel like... Because I, I know some people that I'm like, I feel like you have a full life and you are intimate with people. But yes. I think it's so important as a human to experience intimacy. Oh, yeah. And the challenges of intimacy. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so what about with, like, the partnership intimacy? Like, you know. Our lovers. Our lovers. <laughs> hey, Rob. Hey, Mike. How are you? <laughs> Mike actually listens to these, though. He does Rob listen, doesn't. <laughs> Hi, Mike. How are you? Hey, Mike. You're looking good after you th- started your thyroid medication. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm happy that he figured that out. <laughs> so if you're feeling lethargic or have dry skin or feel extra thirsty, you should get your thyroid tested. Just so you all know. Is he going to kill you? No, he'll love this. Okay. Um, so how, okay, so how do you feel like you're... Like previous relationships or your upbringing, like how that that like opened up your life towards intimacy with Mike, because you guys are very, you guys are. Yes, <laughs> I mean, she made me a funny look and then started laughing. You guys are intimate. Uh-oh. Hey, Mike, how's the intimacy going? <laughs> it's going real good, Kaylee. <laughs> But like, what? <laughs> We've been married a long time. You guys have been married 27 years. 27 years. A long time. And so, we have a very good sexual relationship. Has the relationship been like, have you gone in and out of intimacy? Or do you feel like from the beginning? Or like... You beginning. Just, <laughs> when you like developed it and then once you did, it was like, all right, it's there. It's definitely gone in and out, I think. And I think I think everyone should anticipate that in long-term relationships. Okay. Um. And I don't want to overgeneralize. If you're one of the people who have been married for 50 years and have had no difficulty with intimacy, then more power to you. That's awesome. Sure. But I think in general, if, you're, if we're going into long-term relationships, we're going to experience intimacy and sexual intimacy in waves. So there's going to mm-hmm. be times of very, very, you know, lots of sexual intimacy and then, and then some low times of very decreased sexual and intimacy. And I think it's important to note... Frequency of sex and sexual intimacy are not the same. Exactly right. Exactly right. So 
But for all of you to know that it's normal for it to come in waves. Yes. Like a, a lot of feeling very, feeling very intimate and then some periods of time of not feeling intimate. Whether it's you had children, maybe you started a new career, maybe you moved. It's usually related to some type of stress event. Yeah, stress in your life. Um, where, where things are going to taper off in terms of feeling intimate with the other. So can you, this could just be fun, like could you think back and think on like a situation with you and Mike that like required you to get like really intimate or like you know do you have any I know of times where we weren't intimate okay so I can happen well after I had my first child yeah I think I was like I was like 29 and maybe I wasn't I just wasn't aware of you know just the whole event of having a child like how Mm -hmm. it you know just birthing a kid like Mm -hmm. wow that's like a big deal and how you feel very different about, you know, parts of your body. <laughs> you know, where you're just like, a baby came out. Right. And um, and then just dealing with, oh my gosh, the incredible amount of um, responsibility of raising a baby. Like, oh my goodness, it's like dependent. It's life is dependent on me. Right. Like, I better figure this out. Mm-hmm. And I became very asexual at that time uh-huh. for about nine months because I was sort of in a in a phase of kind of wrapping my head around this next phase of my life I think yeah because I had you know you go from a child to a teenager to a young adult kind of exploring y- your mm-hmm. sexuality and suddenly it's like oh my goodness I'm a mother this is the product of that and holy cow holy cow like who am I now yeah at this different phase of my life and I'm very thankful that my husband was patient with me during that time of you know discovery and and me kind of sitting with the responsibility of becoming a mother and kind of also I think for me was separating from my own family like oh now I have Bernice's family, Bernice and Mike's family. Mm-hmm. I'm not part of Joan and Kenny's family. I mean, I am, but really I'm starting a whole, a different book. Mm-hmm. And so that was a difficult time for me to wrap my head around. Um, but Mike was very patient. And then we moved into, you know, after nine months or so, then, and, and some therapy, I could move into becoming sexual again and being okay with being a sexual being also as Animal. a mother. That yeah. was a hard right. piece to wrap my head around initially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting, too. I feel like intimacy has come hardest for me when I have been uncomfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Because it's like, I don't know. It's like I don't want to be seen because I don't necessarily like what this is mm-hmm. either like internally or externally you both. know yeah both yeah both but i i feel like when there's this like i don't know i don't know if i want to use the word shame but when there's this like feeling behind it of like oh i don't want i i don't want to be seen i don't right want to be seen and think, intimacy is being you have to seen. be seen now that is beyond the physical Oh, completely you know, beyond it's the really physical. Being seen, like totally. soul seen. 
totally. Don't you and think? that's terrifying yeah. when you aren't totally like, look at how great I am. Or yeah, I'm feeling pretty good now. Feeling good. I yeah. Think you see can come, me. come and look at this. See me. Look at soul. this. Like I feel pretty good about it where I'm at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like intimacy comes a little bit harder for me in those moments where I'm not feeling like I want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Very good point. And I think when you are in these long-term relationships, you've got to reconcile that. You've got to figure out how to stay connected even though when you even though you aren't feeling totally like Settled you want to or... be yeah or or yeah I don't know or even if you just don't honestly like yourselves and yourself in those moments and of course again for all of us to remember there are going to be times in our lives when we don't want to be seen you know yeah, but I do think that's hard for a partner very hard for our, very hard for a partner. But and again, partner. maybe that's just when the honesty and the open communication comes in. And I think we have to be willing to say, like, you know, I'm struggling right now, and these are the things I'm struggling with. Exactly right. You exactly know? right. Because oftentimes our partner could find it as like off putting, and that has to go into friendship too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any the type same, of partner in a relationship, right? That totally. that you know, it's kind of like I, I just don't want. Well, it's to like okay, it. you know, like the um. You know, like when you're watching a movie and it is like a rom-com or it's like, you know, you know it's a romance, but they, um, like something in the relationship happens and there's usually like a misunderstanding or a miscommunication or like, you know, it's like, oh, like even in the, um, like the greatest showman, this is just a tiny example because oh, yeah. we just watched it on the plane, but it's like he got framed, that picture got taken of like him kissing that one lady, but his wife saw the newspaper and it's like, it's like the miscommunication that causes, like, and you're like, it's not actually that way. It's not actually that way. But the other person is like, oh, my gosh. That's how it you've, is. You've shut me off. You've yeah. found someone else. You've, you know, whatever. And, they, and they, they're they seeing it. And, and it's so easy to watch it from a movie because you're seeing both people's perspective because they're showing the story of each individual. And you're like, but that's not what it is. This person is just, like, you know, going through something or whatever and and oftentimes you it's it's not it has nothing to do with the other person no honestly no. right and the, and this is again you bring up the great point of the the gift of communication it's communication oh my god it's communication you have to be able you to have to be willing to you have to be willing to have uncomfortable conversations even the hard the hard stuff the hard ones are so incredibly valuable yeah you have to have the hard conversations to re to maintain intimacy not intimacy when it's easy when 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 it's easy intimacy comes easy but how do we keep that sense of intimacy when things aren't feeling so easy mm-hmm. you might have to walk through the fire just a little bit just a little bit you might have to get burned just mm-hmm. a little bit. We're feeling comfortable, feel a little hot, feel, feel a little the heat queasy in your tummy. Yeah. Having to the... talk about some issues. And then, um, but then you offer that gift of communication so things can be understood between the both of you. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. But I think that true intimacy is one of the greatest like gifts that we can experience as humans. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that story about you and Rob. Which one? When you were first dating. Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is such a great story about um, partner <coughs> partner communication and the challenge of partner communication, particularly when it comes to sexuality. Okay. Because I it, thought we were gonna. I thought we could just talk about you and Mike. I literally, <laughs> literally, about fifteen seconds ago, thought. 
wow, I'm going to get out of this one without like, talking about my No, no, life. I could tell she thought she was done with that. <laughs> I'm like, woo, let's talk about Mike and B. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I started dating Rob when I was really young. Mm-hmm. Not really young, but well, young. 19. Uh, no, I met him when I was 19. Oh. Started dating him when I was 20. A year later. She was much older by then. Well, mm-hmm. anyways, for my for my 21st birthday... Should I really be sharing this? Yeah, you should because I think a lot of women need to hear <laughs> oh these God. types of stories that, you know, make us feel better about how we communicate. I was going to apologize to my mom, but my mom knows this story, I think. So I don't think there's anyone I need to apologize here. But um, anyway, so I'm like, so like we had like good sex, great sex. It was fun, very enjoyable. But I couldn't have an orgasm having sex, which is very common for women. Very, very common. And my husband being the very patient mm-hmm. and just like cool guy that he is, he's like, well, on my birthday, I turned 21 and he said, we are not going to leave this bed until we figure out how to get you to orgasm while we have sex. Mm-hmm. And so that required an intense amount of intimacy, not in a, like, honestly, not in a sexual way, in a communication way. Mm -hmm. Because it was like, oh, now a little bit this way, that way, go this way, tilt your hips this way, like all all, all the time, like just so um, humble as well. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like sometimes in sex it can be like oh, I'm not doing it right. Like, and then you get like super, then you, you, get you can get turned off, off and you bit. get yeah. shut off and you're like, whatever, it's bad. done. Yeah. And you feel bad because you want to be like this sexual like machine. Yeah, yeah and you're like, course. I'm, you know, whatever. And so we literally just talked our way through it. Talked, 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 figured it out, moved around, shifted it angles. It took a long time. It took, a long, it took hours. Like hours. We, were, we were there for hours until we figured it out. And now I'm... 34, mm-hmm. I mean, that was many years ago, mm-hmm. and, like, now our bodies understand exactly, like, the angles and all that to have really, really good sex together, mm-hmm. but without that intimacy and without the, a, work. the work and the communication, you know, and I think also for women, we feel this, like, pressure to orgasm. Yes. And so I'm not saying you have to have an orgasm to have good sex. No. But... If that's something that you want to figure out how to do with your partner, I do think it's like, it requires a lot of awkwardness. And a lot of communication. Yeah, tons of communication. Again, we go back to the main... You have to be willing to have unsexy sex. Yes. It has to be very unsexy. Yes, because you're trying to figure it out. out. Yeah. And it's the same thing in partner relationship, or in in friendship relationship. In friendship relationship. You're going to have some discomfort. There's going to be some like, you know, there's going right. to be stuff where you're going to like that. I, when you this said that awkward, to me, that didn't this feel is super good. awkward. Exactly. Or I don't want to have to make this call to this friend right now and talk about this or whatever because it's going to be really awkward and it'd yeah. be a lot easier not to I'd and like to just to pretend it. it didn't happen avoid and it. just like sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. But that is not the path to true intimacy. It's not. It's not. It's not because you have to have communication. And I feel like, honestly, if someone doesn't want to go there with you, well, then this is where I get stuck because some things just require time. 
And sometimes we just have to be patient with we people do as well. To, but you also have to understand what you need. And if someone really, really, really isn't capable of giving what, giving you what you need, then you also have to be able to stand up for yourself and say. And move on. It's time now. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think so. But as long as you, again, we go back to this issue of curiosity and wonder as from that other TED talk yes. we were talking about in terms of understanding the other. Totally. Like, oh, but maybe, you know, as we get into this more long-term intimacy, um, what is the other's story? What is blocking yes. them from taking yes. this next step? Yes. Um, and so then we, we remove it from ourselves, which is a great gift. Right. And then we become curious about the other. Like, right. oh, not because in the beginning, of course, we're like hurt. Like, why doesn't, you know, Bob want to, you know, keep talking about this? Bob. Bob. I Bob. love, him. love When Bob. it's a female, it's Barbara. But when it's a guy, I guess it's Bob. It's all bees because my name's Bernice, I guess. Oh, I it. don't know. Jeez. But I, can I say something really quick? Because now this is just coming up and I don't want this to trigger people. Anyone who's had sexual trauma, I don't know if what I just said is actually, mm-hmm. is actually... I don't know. Good for you, maybe. or Right, because I feel like, but I guess even not even just sexual intimacy, but the relationship intimacy, I feel like trauma can, if we're going back to mind-body stuff, Mm -hmm. we have to understand this relationship. And maybe that's why I'm thinking about it more in terms of sexual trauma than just like heartbreak or other types of abuse or trauma. Yes. Because we do embody our feelings mm-hmm. and we do they embody our story our, our stories body. they are embodied within us yeah and so i there there's probably more to this sex piece very true that's a very good point. when we have this trauma mm-hmm. attached to the experience of sex or that's stored in our sexual organs or you and know then again, the intimacy would, may trigger things as well i would hope that they would move slowly into communication with our partners about what might be triggering us or not triggering us so communication is still <coughs> the, the, I think, the, the the road sorry about the cough it's okay. The road to healing is still first this like... I think so. I think it's sort of communication with ourselves. And then yes. if we, we are intimate with a partner, then a communication with the partner. Like, mm-hmm. this is what's happening for the me. The self-awareness first, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think, hello Marvin Gaye, there's like, the sexual healing is actually possible. Oh, I, 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 I really think that it is possible <laughs> if the, again, and I'm going to be redundant for the hundredth time, that there is communication between the two partners and curiosity about what is being triggered, what's not oh, being sure. triggered, what is being triggered, what is it that you yeah. need, what is it I But my gosh, need. to be able to have those types of conversations, I feel like you need to build intimacy with that person as a friend yes. first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, rapport. maybe it's possible to go straight into the straight into the physical intimacy but for me it seems like in order to feel safe with these types of conversations the relationship needs to be there Mm -hmm. i agree you know there has to be some type of trust probably and then for obviously people experiencing trauma um trust is difficult Mm -hmm. so 
just giving, giving time. Yeah. There's time and patience. And yeah. again, treating yourself with grace and empathy and knowing that this is just, a, it's a difficult road to travel, but many people have traveled it and have, you know, yeah. found their, which is such a heartbreaking thing to know how many people mm-hmm. are walking the, like there's comfort in that, but there's also such Heartbreak thinking about how many people have experienced this type of mm, trauma. Trauma that it, it, I mean, I feel like it affects you for the rest of your life. The rest of your for life. For sure. Yeah. For the rest of your life. Yeah. Which is so difficult. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think communication. I mean, I feel like communication last... with yourself. Yes. And with the other. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, one of these kind of um, ideas that we've been talking about is this kind of three-step program. The first step is actually taking a look inside and figuring out what's going on. So that mm-hmm. self-exploration piece, with which that alone can be really, really, really frightening to say, you know what, I'm actually going to go in there and start to dig around and mm-hmm. maybe open those doors that I've kept locked up for many years, mm-hmm. that self-exploration piece. And then we can only fully truly love ourselves when we when we do that you know when we do that exploration and mm-hmm. and, and 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 bring that self awareness into our experience and then you know it we don't we don't get to just love the good parts of ourselves or or of our friends or of our partners that's not true intimacy just loving the good stuff, just enjoying the good times no right, and then bringing the sense of love to yourself or to the relationship and then from there once we have the awareness and then that compassion and that love piece moving from from that place then to create the the action piece the drive the direction finding where you want to go mm-hmm. with this and, what you want the, to do with that action but i feel like the action piece almost needs to come after those first those you know the exploration and then the love and compassion oh yeah i think most definitely because it's that slow gradient of growth and understanding mm-hmm. yeah and i you know some of us like to do work together like so much of my greatest self-exploration i feel like has done has been done like with my um with my intimate relationships mm-hmm. Because they challenge you. But they also love you. They love you. And they support you. And they they help open the doors a little bit. Or they might just shine a light down in the tunnel like, you maybe should look at that one door. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should. But they also say, you know what, though? If you want, I'll go with you. Yeah, I'll go with you. And we can go and look in the door together if you're afraid. Of my scariest scariest self-explorations I've needed to hold the hand of an intimate partner Mm -hmm. I've been too afraid to go alone alone Mm -hmm. and I think that's also one of the beautiful things about intimate relationships is they can help us become our best selves yes we don't have to do everything alone we don't have to be the perfect person we don't have to be worthy of intimacy before we actually engage in intimacy good point very good point and i think that's so important yeah you don't have to be perfect before some of us wait you for are a long worthy. time i yes i'm I waiting think, i'm waiting to be perfect i hope it's gonna happen i'm soon. working on it and then i'll and be then, then someone will love me right then like, i'll be ready then i'll be worthy of their love right and I think that's one of the beautiful things um, in the song, This Is Me, and that I always just like tear up when she says, and I know that I deserve your love. Yeah. 
you know, after she's basically just said, this is me, this is, this is me bruises, this is me broken, this is my story, this is everything I've been through, but I know that I deserve your love. That's so powerful. And when we just accept the love of others, I feel like intimacy with ourself is almost more accessible. It's almost easier. I, I just said this in my Ula One class yesterday morning. I said, you know, so often I talk about self-love, self-love, self-love. You have to be able to love yourself before you can fully love others. But then I said, you know what, I've also really thought about I really thought about this and I know that some of my most insecure moments or my mo- the things that I, I found most hard to love about myself it's like I needed that I needed that love from my husband I needed that love from my friends to actually allow me to truly love myself mm-hmm. And I think that's the beauty of intimacy. But how can we fully love ourselves? How can we fully expose ourselves if we don't say, if we don't have someone who says, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I I love you. You are worthy. Mm-hmm. You are, you know, you need, you need these intimate relationships. I feel like to fully develop into your full self as well. Mm-hmm. Even when they're scary. Oh, gosh. Parts yeah. parts that are scary because those, those are the times that are telling you the most. Sort of yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what am I afraid of right here? What is here? so scary about this? Exactly right. So totally. don't be afraid to dive in and ask yourselves these questions as with your intimate relationships about what's scary, what's not, what's comfortable. All those things that help us grow how fast in terms of... <laughs> What's your rhythm? I'm kidding. Like the new song. It's like, what does she say? Watch the tempo. Watch Watch the the tempo. tempo. I love that part. I'm like, that's exactly right. (laughs) Watch that tempo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thank you guys for letting us feel comfortable to share some intimate um, parts about our personal lives. Um, So please just um, know that we love to hear from you. Let us know about your intimacy and let's continue this conversation. And hopefully we continue to grow and challenge ourselves and absolutely become bigger and broader and better people. Brighter. Brighter, not broader, maybe. <laughs> or Boy, broader. she's gotten broad. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. 